You're listening to Boss Tone Radio. Presented by BossUS.com. Hey, welcome to Boss Tone Radio. This is edition number 11. My name's Paul Hansen. I'm your host. Today on the line, we got a, a special guest, as we usually do. His name is Will Ray, and he is a world-famous country guitar virtuoso. Will Ray is in a band called the Helicasters, and at wikipedia.org it says... The Helicasters got their name because the band features these three guitar players and all three play the hell out of their Telecasters. <laughs> anyway, you can check out Will at his website. That's willray.biz, B-I-Z. You can check out the Helicasters at helicasters.com. And I found him on MySpace at the heli- myspace.com slash thehelicasters. Will, in addition to everything else, is a solo artist, too. And uh, let's take a listen to one of his songs. This is called Santa Cruzin. I've got a little excerpt here. It's called Santa Cruzin from his Mojo Blues CD. Here is Will Ray. Let's go! So, Will, really good to talk to you. How's it going? Oh, it's going great out here, you know. Any special things you're working on these days? Well, I'm, I'm getting ready to um, start a couple new instructional videos. Oh, really? Probably in November or December I'm going to get my ideas together, maybe mm-hmm. start a new album, solo album. So oh, cool. Keeping busy, mm-hmm. doing a lot of guitar clinics for g guitars out there. Oh, really? That keeps me out on the road a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm having a good time playing music. Now, you used to live in L.A., right? Yeah, I lived in L.A. for 22 years. Wow, that's like me. I lived there from 1980 to the year 2000. Yeah. Were you out there then? Probably, obviously, huh? Yeah, I, I came in 83, left in uh, 2005. N- not that important of a question, but I lived in the valley. What part of... Uh, yeah, I was in Burbank. I was oh, in the valley. Beautiful, beautiful Burbank. Yeah, a big city like that, uh, it's just time to get out for some people, and I was one of those people who, <laughs> you know, I was ready to, to leave and, and try something new. Yeah, and you probably already established your connections, and so you're able to then go and work from, you know, a more remote place. Exactly. I think with the way music is these days, it's not so important where you live. 
think as long as you live near an airport and have high-speed Internet service and FedEx delivery, you yep. can kind of live anywhere. And UPS. <laughs> but, too. but do you think um, by living in L.A., it gave you more opportunities because you were there? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that when you're starting out, you have to go to where the action is. And usually that means a big city. You need mm-hmm. an environment where you can prove yourself and uh, compete with other people doing what you're doing. And, you know, hopefully in an ideal world, the cream always rises to the top and you'll <laughs> get your opportunity to uh, show what you can do. Definitely words of wisdom there. Hey, let's talk about the Hellcasters a little bit. You guys have four studio CDs out right now. Right, correct. And then you guys have a live one. Yeah, we have a live video, Live Raw in Germany. Live Raw in Germany, DVD. Any albums you like better than other ones? They're all kind of special. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still a, a little partial towards the, the first album, which is called The Return of the Helicopters. Uh-huh. You know, just because it was more raw. You know, uh-huh. we didn't have a, a chance to think things out, and it's there's a little more spontaneity on it, which I like. Now, I read somewhere that Michael Nedsmith from The Monkees was involved in that album. Yes. We used to do these things in um, L.A. called Ronnie Mac Barn Dance. Huh. And that's how we first got together, in fact, is Jerry Donahue and I sitting at the Palomino. The Palomino. I used to live pretty close to there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in North Hollywood. Yeah. And we decided, hey, you know, we should do one of these barn dances. It'd be pretty easy to mm-hmm. do. We could just do instrumental stuff. And so we we thought of, of doing one of those, and Jerry said, well, it'd be nice to have a third guitar player. So John Jorgensen's name uh-huh. cropped up, and so we gave him a call, and we started doing those. And we would do them about once every six months, uh-huh. one of these barn dances. We'd play about six songs. They were very well attended, and by the third third time we did it, uh, Michael Nesmith came down, and, and he said, hey, I'm starting a, a new record company. Would you guys like to be part of it? And we said, sure. You know. Wow. <laughs> it was very easy. Uh-huh. You know? Usually when you're living in L.A., you're just scrambling around trying so hard to get a record deal. This is just one of those situations where the, the record deal came to us, you know. And that I think, is... I think mm-hmm. when you're really in the flow of things, things come easy like that. You know? It's weird. I can think of so many gigs I tried real hard to get, and I didn't get them. And then the, the real great gigs I got, I never tried at all. Exactly. And huh. I think when you're trying too hard, in some strange way, you're pushing things away. Yeah, I think so. I just try uh-huh. to, as much as possible, allow things to happen and mm-hmm. see see what happens when I do that. You know. Hey, you mentioned instructional DVDs. I noticed you have two of them. One is called B Bender Mania, and the other is Stealth Slide. Mm-hmm. And um, can you tell us a little bit bit about those videos and some of the stuff you show in those? Well, the B Bender Mania one is made for people who use D-Bender units, and mm-hmm. an increasingly large number of people are coming in and buying D-Bender-type guitars these days, so uh-huh. that always sells really well. I'm always surprised at how many people have <laughs> D-Bender units, and it doesn't matter if it's the Parson White, Parson uh, White D-Bender yeah. unit that you have, or the Hip Shot, or, uh-huh. or whatever. The video works great for that, because it just shows you, all of them kind of do the same thing. They bend the B string up a whole step. Yep, 
And they're oh. back on the bridge. It's a little lever on the bridge. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes uh, with the Parsons White system, the guitar is routed out in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the hip shot, it's more of a tailpiece you put on the back of the guitar that does it. Um, I, I I prefer the hip shot just because you don't mm-hmm. damage the guitar putting one right. on or taking it off or whatever, you know. The other video, stealth slide technique, mm-hmm. many years ago I invented this little mini slide yeah. called a stealth slide, and it's what I, I use when I'm playing all the time or recording. And it's a little mini slide I, I have on my left hand on the uh, second finger. finger. Yeah. And I also have a have one on my right hand on my pinky. Oh, I surfed the internet and watched you playing, and all of a sudden, you're playing along, and all of a sudden, these guitar- these strings start sliding up and down, and there are a few times I couldn't figure out where the slide was coming from. So that I noticed you have the one on your middle finger of your left hand, and it's underneath, so you can't see it very well. Mm-hmm. And that's what surprised me first when I was watching you. The second thing is I, I didn't know you had one on your right hand also. Yes, and, and that one uh, kind of acts as a floating bridge. And, wow. And it, it sort of, on whatever string you're on, it, I usually start at the bridge and work my way towards the neck. Wow. You know? And uh, usually I'm on my neck pickup when I'm doing that. Other times I might gently rest the, the ring on my right hand on the string and get kind of a, a buzzing effect, kind of like a sitar. <laughs> do some effects with that. So there are lots of little things that you can do with it on the left hand and the right hand if you were on both hands. That is so cool. I've never really heard anybody else do that. Where did you come up with this idea, Well, <laughs> It comes from just having too much time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got it. just had a little bit too much time on my hands. Well, I've got a tune here um, called Sweet Dreams. Is this a Roy Buchanan tune? Roy recorded this song way back in the 70s. It just really moved me. Mm-hmm. And what I did was take his version of it and just kind of bring it into the 90s mm-hmm. is when we recorded it. And it's on the first album. And I just kind of, over the years, I just added my own kind of touch to it. But it's definitely a tribute to Roy Buchanan. And he, he played with more heart and soul, I think, than any other uh, guitar player I ever heard. Yeah, and he played a Telecaster, too, yeah. Exactly. Well, actually, I surfed the internet a little bit, and I found you playing a live version of it. Um, so here goes. Here's Will playing Sweet Dreams, a little excerpt here from Live on Stage with the Helicasters. It goes. <laughs>
man, all that slide and um, it, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Very cool. Yeah, thanks. Hey, this concludes the first segment of the 11th edition of Boston Radio. Stay tuned to the second segment, and we're going to talk more to Will Ray and maybe get into his gear and find out what he uses, and we'll find out more about the Helicasters. Hey, by the way, we have a new feature. You can reach me and uh, us boss guys at askboss at bossus.com. One more time, that's askboss at boschus.com and send us an email let us know what you think if you have a question be sure to leave your name and where you're from and we may even answer your question right here on the show stay tuned to Boss Tone Radio